0: Justice prevailed last week in the Derek Chauvin trial, but let's not get too excited. It appears that a Black American is killed by police with each passing day. So what can be done about that? And driving while Black also remains potentially deadly, which I can talk about from experience. We'll discuss that and more. And we cannot forget about our pervert politicians, so stay tuned. trials and tribulations of being a podcaster there's a child i have a child there's a child singing horribly her parents should tell her that she cannot sing i know that parents are not supposed to tell their children that they are bad at anything but this child cannot sing and yet she may be coming up on my recording but i'm going to push through with that let's get into housekeeping america girl you know your house ain't been right now get it together so, yes, I have returned from Pennsylvania, and maybe I'll get into why I was in Pennsylvania. But while in Pennsylvania, I was pulled over by an officer, which is not the first time as a Black American, Black American male, that that has happened to me in my life. And really, I, besides having New York plates, and apparently, according to this cop, that I was just hanging into passing lane a little longer than he would have liked me to be. I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing anything illegal. The officer pulled me over and immediately said, "Oh, in Pennsylvania, we don't we don't stay in the passing lane in Pennsylvania," which I um, am originally from Pennsylvania and I think that's a driving rule in most places. To be honest, I think I passed a car and wasn't in the lane long enough to switch back over out of the passing lane, but there was nothing for him to give me a ticket four. And so I actually, unfortunately, was in Pennsylvania this weekend. And this week that passed because my grandmother passed away from COVID-19. So the officer said to me, I'm not going to give you a ticket. And I said, oh, well, thanks. You know, I'm on the way (laughs) to the hospital, try to see my grandmother. And the officer then said, oh, well, where are you going? You got family in these parts? And what hospital is she in? And just getting this feeling that you're not really policing any illegality that I have done. You're policing and watching where I'm going, my whereabouts, and questioning me as a Black man in this country. And the fact that I have not necessarily done anything that warrants you actually giving me a ticket. And other than the fact that you probably saw that I was Black when I passed you, because I was not speeding. I saw him kind of hanging out in in the cut. So I did not speed past the officer. But Being Black in this country apparently enables the officers to ask you where you are, to pull you over for no reason, which always makes me think about what it must have been like to be a Black person in the South in this country and Jim Crow era. You're not supposed to be in these parts, you know, or you actually have family around here. But I say that to say, before I get back to the main topic that I want to discuss, is that the issue with our policing in this country and overreach In general, I think it's pervasive. And then certainly as it relates to people of color and the treatment of African-Americans. And actually that was Tuesday of this week that passed. So I got pulled over by that officer before the verdict came in and the Chauvin trial. Also note, we're doing housekeeping first with this because yes, I've called this episode Let's Put the Pom Poms Down because we're going to get into Derek. Let me stop saying his name because he doesn't really warrant being known. The fact that justice was done, as we're calling it, for George Floyd is wonderful, but but now what? Because there are tons of George Floyds that we don't see because people, unfortunately, don't have a video camera there, or we don't have prosecutors that do the right thing, or we have a country of citizens, one too many, that— seem to think that justice is only deserved by folks who look a certain way or folks who have done nothing wrong. They're the only people who deserve justice. But let's put aside my driving while Black story of 2021. I have others, and I'm sure scores of uh, Black Americans do. But again, it just goes to show, again, there are interactions that are happening all the time that make people of color uncomfortable. That anxiety that you have when you see the lights flashing and you're thinking, what have I done? I can't think of any reason why this person's pulling me over. Let me make sure I'm nice. Let me make sure that I'm well spoken. Let me make sure that I'm not wearing a hoodie. Let me make sure that I don't look like a thug. Although as we know that those things don't matter either. You can be running, you can be in your bed, you could be driving to try to get to see your grandmother before she passes on. It doesn't really matter in this country if you're a black American. But it does look like we're trying to change some of those things, maybe slowly. And yes, this trial, this verdict for George Floyd, this moment of justice is great, but we should not get too excited because, of course, this week that passed, there have been additional shootings and questionable police misconduct. So let's stop saying that officer's name, which this is a good segue. And again, America, we need to get our stuff together. We've already done our our housekeeping thing because things are dirty. The porch is not right. People aren't clean. We have a lot of work to do here in the states. But let's talk about George Floyd and let's talk about the Policing Act that was passed by the House and bears his name. Again, this is another piece of legislation that's been passed by the House Democrats or overwhelmingly by House Democrats. And again, that's my girl, Nancy Pelosi and her folks, her caucus getting things done. This Policing Act addresses a wider variety of issues in trying to keep the police or hold police accountable. And so a few things that I think are important that we all know, just in our everyday sort of lives as we're walking around, lowers the criminal intent standard from willful to knowing or reckless behavior in order to convict law enforcement officer for misconduct in a federal prosecution. So as it stands now, you have to willfully, essentially, (laughs) willfully, I guess, kill a citizen to be Convicted—that's a higher legal bar. But if you are just reckless, right? And you could argue, if you look at that trial that just concluded, most people would say his behavior, at a minimum, was reckless, stupid. Who knows what his intent was? Maybe he's a pure-hearted man who didn't know that keeping his knee on someone's neck could kill them, or or even though the person's saying he can't breathe. So lowering that for officers limits qualified immunity as a defense, which I think absolutely should happen. I don't know why any. First of all, I don't know why any citizen in our constitutional republic should have any sort of qualified anything if they've broken the law. That includes the president of the United States. There are things that I don't think that the founders would have intended for all these people who like to talk about the Constitution. So that makes sense to me and authorizes the Department of Justice to issue subpoenas and investigations of police departments for a pattern or practice of discrimination. The bill also would create a national registry to compile data on complaints and records of police misconduct, establishes a framework to prohibit racial profiling at the federal, state, and local levels, and also gets into implicit bias training, wearing body cameras. All of these things Makes sense, and probably yes. The fact that we have, I think, well over eighteen thousand various police departments in this country that don't have federal uh, standards. You know, I'm sure there are some police departments that actually might be relatively decent overall. But all of that are things that make sense, and there are a lot of bills that have been coming out of the House, whether as it relates to voting, as it relates to policing, that are coming from House Democrats, that makes sense. That I think most Americans, yeah, why aren't we doing that? Or why don't we have some sort of standard about that? And you have to question the argument on the other side or of the police department for people who are saying, no, 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 no. We want to give police the ability to kill with impunity. We don't want people to have racial bias uh, or implicit bias training. We don't want officers to wear body cameras. I mean, the question would be, why not? What you got to hide? What you hide in? Why not? So, makes sense. So that's been sitting in the House. Of course, the Senate, where things go to die, has not picked this up. Now, there apparently, it's been very funny seeing some of the feedback and the commentary since this trial has concluded. Now, Republicans are trying to walk a line here where they want to frame this about giving officers the ability to do their jobs, right? In season one, I talked about this as it related to the Trump campaigns. There's always that through line in American politics of basically scaring Americans in relation to other Americans, and therefore you need policing or you need a gun or fill in the blank to protect yourself. So Republicans are going to try to say, hey, hey, we don't think killing unarmed people or Folks is a good thing, but we just want to make sure that police have the ability to do their jobs and we don't want to hamstring them. We don't want to tie them up if if that'll make people feel safe. Okay, I I added that last piece in for a little color. Genuinely came from my spirit and my heart in this moment. By the way, I did not say I did this. All out of sorts this week. Uh, If you like what you've been hearing, please uh, subscribe and rate me. And I am having a cocktail because it's been that sort of week. And so I'm having a little bit of peach vodka with peach juice. So I'm very peachy, a very, very peachy sort of drink. Raise my glass to my grandmother. I will talk about that as well very, very briefly because I just think it serves as a reminder that we are not out of this COVID-19 moment, even though we all want to be. And if you have not, well, I guess I'm talking about it now. If you have not had the opportunity to get vaccinated, you should, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones. I talked about COVID quite a bit in season one of this podcast. Actually might've been besides also wanting Trump out of office, something that was very important to me to talk about that as well. I did not think that I would be one of these families that would lose a loved one to this disease. And it is... I feel very fortunate that unlike last year, all of these people who lost loved ones, family members and friends who are not able to see their, it's unimaginable to me that someone would have to die like that alone. But obviously that happened to hundreds of thousands of people. And so in the scheme of things, while it was very tough to see my grandmother this way or in that state, I was able to spend uh, some time with her last week and talk with her and things. And so I like to keep these podcasts upbeat. And she was an upbeat person, a very, 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 very funny, humorous lady. And she would probably say, now, Kobe, why are you on there? First of all, she'd be saying, why am I on this, on the podcast, telling our business? That's what she would say to me. (laughs) No one asked you, keep keep our business to yourself. (laughs) And that would probably include her passing. So yeah, stay masked, think about other people. Are there any skeptics out there still? They're probably not listening to my podcast, of course, because she's probably not, probably have certain people listen to this, but it is real. It is real, okay, yeah, let's get back to George Floyd and Republican Playbook. So they're going to try to to straddle this line of it's just that they want police to have their the ability to protect and serve The other thing too that's been coming up is that police are trained to shoot to kill. And we hear that phrase, they're trained to shoot to kill. And that is true. I know some people who are officers state troopers. The thing that is interesting though, and that people don't seem to want to deal with in the United States is that, but the police have the ability and have shown that they have the ability to show restraint and to not shoot to kill quite often in America in a variety of circumstances in situations when it does not relate to people of color. So whether that's the Capitol riot. Whether that's when there are people who literally are trying to murder our representative leaders in the House of the National Government. Whether that's now that we like to have a mass shooting every other day, it's hard for me to keep up. But we obviously are able as officers frequently to not kill white men, because they're mainly white men, who seem to have grievance and seem to feel the need to shoot up everybody when they're upset, generally. They manage to not kill those people. It's amazing. It's amazing that they do not feel endangered, even when someone has just got done killing six Asian women. You know that they've killed people. Somehow, we're always able to apprehend those people. And so I think it is a cop-out to say that, oh, it's because of the way police are trained or it's... No, no. The country has a problem surrounding race Poverty, economic justice, the neighborhoods that are policed, the people who are policed. So again, I think about myself driving down 78 and the only thing I know that I was doing was being black, being in a rural area. And as he said, where are you going? What parts are you going to? What hospital is she at? Oh, you got family in these parts? I was very polite. I was very polite during that because you learn to be polite, although that doesn't always work. I actually decided when he came over, that officer, by the way, just going back to that story, I just decided to look at him. I figured, you tell me what I've done, because based on my understanding of the road, besides being a New Yorker and having a New York plate, since that was the first thing he started with, which was in Pennsylvania. Anyway, I just think that that has to be, the country has to own that. There have been some Republicans, Senator Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham is on television, Senator Graham. Honestly, honestly, Senator Graham is, you know, out there peddling that he's willing to work with people on this. But again, using that line, we don't want our police hamstrung. And it was also interesting this week, seeing Tucker Carlson having a meltdown over this ruling. So there was a a segment and you can see Fox News already. Okay, well, let's switch this. We'll switch this from talking about the actual problem, which is Black Lives Matter, Black life is not respected in this country. And if you're a Black citizen, you see it all the time. And there are many white citizens of good faith and just objectivity that recognize it as well. And that's the issue. And that's what we should be focus on focusing on. And yes, passing legislation and making changes. But like we have to call things out for what they are. But Fox News, again, is making this switch to, it's just, what's going to happen now? What about the rioters? And what about all these things? I hope that people don't fall for it. I hope that this momentum continues. I am hopeful. I had friends the week before the uh, verdict came in who were hopeful. And I have to admit that I just decided to prepare myself that verdict would not have come in in that way. And so it is good to see prosecution, people in Minnesota, the, the apparatus in Minnesota, bringing this case the way they did, although that is the first time that an officer— a white officer has been convicted in Minnesota history, which is a little... So, I mean, I guess it's progress. It's progress. It's 2021, folks. It's 2021. I guess, yes. I mean, small steps. Small steps. So, I always like to think about, like, what we can do, what we should be aware of. And I do think some of the things in the Policing Act people should know. And I mentioned this last episode, but the other thing that I wish people were talking about more, and again, is the taxpayer dollars that go to defending corrupt police departments, the payouts that happen to families because, you know, yes, and our criminal system doesn't seem to work. But civilly, there's judges who seem to say, yeah, you got to pay for that. You got to pay for killing that person for no reason. And that's millions and millions of dollars each year across this country, multiple cities. And I do think, you know, Americans, do they care about life? Sometimes, depends on in what capacity, you know, if you're a Republican, you care about life. Oh, on my drive back from Pennsylvania, driving in the country, coming back in the city, there was a COVID kills thousands, but abortion kills millions. Go to church. That was a big billboard out on Interstate 78. Anyway, I say that to say that, yeah, America has a lot of work to do around just issues of basic fairness and valuing all life. And I'm going to show, you know, I'm progressive. So uh, life that's actually can breathe and function on its own as a person with a name. Yeah. So there's that. But very, very good that we had at least a moment of justice. So we have to get into pervert politicians. <laughs> I still have not had an opportunity to work on a soundbite for pervert politicians. I have to really think about what I want to do. So there's been a few updates in the Matt Gates' case. So poor Matt, should I say poor Matt? I mean, I would just be under tremendous amounts of stress if the Justice Department and the FBI were looking into all of these things. So they're investigating. We know about the sexual relationship with a 17-year-old, which would have potentially broke sex trafficking laws. However, there's some new scandals. So he's also being investigated now for going on this trip to the Bahamas with a medical marijuana entrepreneur and that he accepted gifts, including paid escorts for gifts in exchange for political support. That would be a violation of public corruption rules. So we've got some sex trafficking. We've got some public corruption rules. Can we just... I'm not a politician, obviously. But like, I didn't know that people would give people... Esc- like, I didn't know we were still doing that in 2021. Like, as a politician, that someone would give you like an escort as a gift. I and mean, what happened to a potted plant? Some clothes? A nice meal at a, at a good five-star restaurant? It just seems so stupid and i understand he comes from a political family and i love white people you know listen i love judge judy just like everybody else so i don't want to say anything about bad about white people but i do think that like white men there is this thing of like how entitled that you think you can just go through the world did you think you were really going to get away with this forever? Do you not know that we have a FBI or Justice Department? Do you as a lawmaker not know that there's sex trafficking laws? Do you not know that you can't do? I mean, it's just so outrageous. And I guess you think you're going to get away with this. And yes, this is America. So he may, perhaps he might. But I mean, these are pretty, pretty big things that keep piling up that are very clear violations of law. So I'm thinking about the second pervert who I keep harping on, uh, Governor Cuomo, where some of his things... The clear violation of law, so far at least, doesn't seem to be there. Although, again, that report, I I feel like there has to be some law there. You can't just withhold documentation and information from the federal government and lie about it or say that you don't have it. But anyway, but with this sex trafficking, public corruption, I mean, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I guess he's too popular for the Republican Party to say, no, you're a distraction to the rest of the party. What you're being accused of, specifically sex trafficking, sleeping with a 17-year-old girl, and yes, girl, girl. Because there's been things I've been hearing and seeing where we play with girl, women, woman, I should say, because of the age. This is a young girl with a pervy, I think almost 40-something-year-old Congressman, we should want more in the United States. So it seems like each week, or we should want more and expect more of our politicians here in the United States. It seems as though each week there's something new that comes out. We la- learned last week about his cell phone being confiscated. Now we're learning about the private plane and, um, and the gifting of escorts. Again, a potted plant would be safer. Some good, some nice dishes from William Sonoma. I don't know. Yeah. So let's see what next week holds. Let's see. I am going to conclude this episode, episode 15, 15th episode into the second season. I feel like 2021 is flying by. I will be back next week for another episode. And I hope everyone stays safe and well. Wear your mask. Get vaccinated. And until next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll be back every Monday with new episodes. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe or follow me. You can find me on Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa, wherever you prefer to find your podcasts. You can also follow my Instagram at popintopolitics. Until next time, sending good vibes and well wishes to you all. Thanks for listening.